0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Sport Project Podcast. Renee is not with us tonight. We do have Carlos and Chris Smith, and myself, Sasha Dean Nozarek. Oh. Get around Ooh.
1: us. Hey it's, guys, it's just a lads' trip again, isn't it? This is got like Queenstown written lads, all over it. We're lads. going to be gone for like five or six days.
0: Oh, with no sleep, please
1: no. Oh yeah, and fireball. Oh Could be no. Some of fireball no, we can't do it. But we do. We time. can do
0: a big show tonight. We can do a big show. So we've got NRL, Sonny Bill. Reportedly returns to the Roosters. We've got Broncos day for feeder. Middle signing with the with the Titans. Comes across from the Broncos. That's really going to help their season. Uh, we all talk all things boxing. We've got MMA. We've got Smithy with the racing and the golf. And NBA kicks off this Friday. Um, who's playing, actually? I think the Pelicans are playing the Jazz. So um, it's all happening Thank this week you. on the Sport Project Podcast. If you haven't already, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. MySpace, um, you'll find MySpace account. opens up with Grendo, one of my favourite songs. But our handles are The Sport Project Podcast. Get around us. Like us. Get around follow us. us. Hey, Me. Mate, is, me is that
1: real? Do, do we honestly have like a Facebook page as well? I don't know. Yeah, we've got oh. Facebook. Have we? I manage it I know Hey Carlo anyone that's listening and following our um, uh, Instagram account I do apologise Carlos posts some real shit pictures of empty football fields when he's about to play he has since been banned by Renee from posting absolutely anything without her approval so in, uh, once again, I do apologise for past posts from well, Carlo, but say, it will uh, be it will be corrected from here on in, you can guarantee that. Squad again one. on the weekend, lads, just while well I put it out there. Yeah, the
0: hey.
1: <laughs> yeah is back. We
0: can say that because it's lads tonight, lads, lads, you lads.
1: Sure. So Carlo,
0: you want to kick us off, mate, with the NRL?
2: Yeah, well, yeah. we might as well get into it. Uh, Sonny Bill-Williams is coming back to the Rooters. Cheats, um, cheats, <laughs> salary cap, pathetic. You, mate, we're still under by
0: a million dollars a week. Are you kidding yourself?
1: You're dead well, set, kiddie.
0: Mate, Somebody, kidding. I mean,
1: Sonny Bill's just got himself a brand new boat out of this and his family's taken care of and offshore accounts. You're kidding yourself.
2: <laughs> well, just a... To- Paint the picture for the listeners out there. Uh, obviously, Toronto Wolfpack. Uh, Sunny Bill uh, signed a big two-year uh, deal with uh, the, the Toronto Wolfpack. They are no longer in Super League. They've withdrawn from this season, the remainder of the season, with the Super League starting on August the 2nd. And... Yeah, it was open for Toronto Wolfpack players to go back to the NRL and Sonny Bill Williams' manager had a chat with Nick Politis. There's obviously still a bond there with the Roosters where he won a premiership in 2013. And yeah, the deal's been done and he's coming back. So he's in Australia, he's got two weeks to quarantine and then he'll be available for selection. And the question is, will he be the same player that left us in 2013. Boys, over to you. To be honest, I think it's great to just
0: promote promising young Eastern Suburbs juniors back into the squad, you know what I mean? It's great to see those uh, grassroots footing players just at a young age getting back into the team, which is great. Um, look, I, my honest opinion on this, I think he'll he'll do what he needs to do, but mentally for the team, I think it's just going to boost them a whole other level, and I think we're going three-peat. It's going to be Michael Jordan, Scotty Pippinesque.
1: Where do you where do you see him fitting in now? Thirty four years old. You've got a phenomenal pack as it is, but who's going to step aside? It's not going to be Boyd Cordner. It's not going to be Angus Crichton. He's scoring left, right, and centre. No, who's going to go?
2: Well, personally, I mean, I think he's going to come off the bench. I don't think he's in the same nick as he was in two thousand and thirteen. Even though he keeps relatively fit, I watched um, with great anticipation. Watched his first two games in the Super League. He only played two games. But he was well off the pace. Well off yeah. the pace. Yeah. So and, and it um, will be.
1: It will be. I mean, uh, the um, you're not telling me the Toronto Wolfpack train like the Roosters do. No. Absolutely no way. He's physically fit. He's always kept himself in great nick. Yeah. That has never been a question for him. Um. But has he still got that same drive, that same desire? Is it a good signing for the Roosters? I don't know. I really don't know. I think I it think might mentally, cause more upset.
0: I think mentally. I think it's going to boost the team mentally and give them that extra bit of morale. Um. Mate, to be honest, and I know Carlo, you'll go into it, but they were pathetic on the weekend. Mm. Like, they nearly lost to the Warriors on um, a massive multi on it, and the, everything else looked like it was home and hose. And I just, for some fucking stupid reason, I said, <laughs> Roosters are going to win. They were paying $1.05. I was literally like $3,000 multi. I was going to get an extra $5. And I thought, yeah, this is a sure thing. I'm going to get an extra five so I can buy myself a fucking Happy Meal. Right? It was the only thing looking in doubt. And then the horse, <laughs> last leg lost. But, yeah, crazy times, eh?
1: Yeah, I mean, a breath of fresh air out of that was seeing the Warriors actually competing again. You know, Brisbane started to compete towards the first half of the game, and all the struggling teams that we've seen struggle from get go um, mm-hmm. really made a point for themselves. And the, and the Warriors will have shown new coach. A, a lot of happiness out of that. He would have got a lot of happiness. Yes, the Roosters were very under par, but the Warriors still had to play and get themselves in contention, and they did. And and when they went over for the first the first try of the game, I was like, "Sashi's going to be mate. sculling schooners now just to try and forget about this."
2: Oh, no! And talk about big signings, Carlo. What else have we got, mate? Yeah, well, we've got uh, the Broncos, David Fafita. Now we all know that there's been. A lot of conjecture over where he's going to go. Is he going to stay at the Broncos or is he going to go? Well, it's it's a done deal. He's uh, signed for the across, or uh, should we say, uh, only another, two hours away from from the Broncos uh, headquarters. He, he's signed for the Titans, but on a three point five million dollar three year contract, so um, somewhere in the regional one point one per year. And um, yeah, it's, it's a massive it's a massive signing for the Titans and Justin Holbrook. Starting to wave his magic wand and starting making things now. But like the the Tigers didn't play bad on the weekend. They played the the Panthers and Panthers got up twenty two fourteen. But you can see signs now that things are starting to click and, and and the sides coming together. I think the one or two signings off, and I think Fafita could be. You know, I think Fafita is one of the most exciting young prospects coming into the game and I, and I think a lot of, mm. a lot of conjecture was oh a lot of focus was on Payne Haas if you remember last year Payne Haas this, Payne Haas that and um and Fafita was just left and I thought I thought that was that was probably the wrong uh, the wrong noise being made I think David Fafita was by far one of the up and coming and most uh, eligible players out there and uh, and now the Broncos have lost him
1: mm. I mean do you, do you think part of this oh well it's, it's going to be about money isn't it but a young, a young kid like that that's shown a true allegiance to the Broncos, there was a lot of speculation. He said initially said it wasn't going to go from the Broncos, blah, blah, blah. But their $800,000 a year, I thought, was a lot less than the 3.5 over the three years he's getting at yeah. the, the Titans. Yeah. Do you in any way, shape, or form think the injury that he's sustained now at a young age has made him click and think, or maybe he's getting some advice from people around him, I'm not quite sure, that where they say, look, grab the money while you can because there's nothing really... Um, guaranteed And and do you also think That he will expect To win Or more chance Of winning a premiership At the Titans Than the Broncos
0: It's a it's a tough one That one I, I think there's A few points to it I see a lot of the Brisbane Broncos Around here In the Gold Coast One it could be lifestyle He could want to come Down the coast um, You know train And play at the, the Titans home ground here Two I think you're Definitely right It's part, you know, partly because Of the money It's a good opportunity For him um, but three, you know, it could be there's a culture within the Broncos that he just doesn't like and, you know, they've been losing games and could have come at a good time and he's like, you know what, fuck, I might as well just start off at a, at a new building club. The Titans sort of had that season – what was it, last season or the season before? It was last season, yeah. You know, they're losing most of their games and in a rebuilding phase, new coach and everything. So, um, yeah, that would be my take on it.
1: If if the reason for going is wanting to build, um, uh, I don't know, a better reputation for yourself or more of a chance of winning a championship – wouldn't you go somewhere else other than the Titans? Because they're not doing too well this season. I mean, both, both, yeah. teams, both teams are in the stages of building again. I mean, you, you've got a little bit more experience at the Titans than you do at the Broncos. I, I'll take that for granted. But how much more, you know? Just to add on that, I, I, I just,
2: I don't see the Broncos. Um, something's not right there. For, that, for them, uh, for, for one of their best players, if you remember the Gordy days and, and the Kevy Walter days, people were on a lot less money. But they chose to stay at the Broncos because of the culture and the community. Now, it, it speaks volumes that David Fafita would leave the Broncos and chase for money. And what you said then, Indra, as it scared him a little bit? Mm. Probably, you, you know, you're in the game for such a short amount of time, you want to make sure you're you're safe and you're secure. And he's done that with this, this contract. But I do like, I, I must admit, I do like Justin Holbrook as a coach. And I do think that he is building a really good culture. Um, it, at the Titans, and I think I think next year you'll see a massive increase. I, th- I think mm-hmm. obviously this year is a bit too late, but they've got some decent players coming in. And once they start, to, I, I still think they're struggling with a halfback. I don't I don't think um, Ashley Taylor is doing it for me in any way, shape mm-hmm. or form. I think they still need a a solid halfback, um, mm-hmm. a consistent halfback. I just don't think Ashley Taylor is that. But uh, I think they're uh, along the, the right the right lines, and especially with a massive sign like they've. Peter. It's
0: a big blow to the Broncos too. Like, you know, if mm. they weren't struggling Good. enough, one of their biggest players and up and coming stars is now just gone to the rival club like you said it now down the road. It's just mm. it's just gonna make their season even worse. He's not gonna you know, the team's not gonna wanna really have him around now and mm-hmm. he's gonna be like fucking just going to a different club next year, so this season Which doesn't is matter for me.
1: There's something I really disagree with. I really don't like the yeah. fact that they announced that they're leaving at the end of the season. This is gonna be my last season here. I don't mm-hmm. like the way that players do that. I've never liked the way that coaches do that. I think it's a really disrespectful thing for one, your teammates, two, the team you're going to, and three, your supporters. Mm-hmm. I, I find it incredibly disrespectful that people would even do that. Um, and you're right, he you might be isolated from this now. I mean, who knows? Is he going to play again this season with this injury? Who knows? You, know, you, you don't know. But I, I, really think, I really think personally that Brody Croft, when you think he's the, he's the captain down at the Broncos, and he's only played a handful of um, games himself. He's only played a handful of NRL matches himself. So you get a good off season into him and really build him bigger. He's definitely got the skill. He's got the ability to be a great leader and, and a great uh, player of the ball. But I think he just needs the end of this season. I need them to hold on, get a little bit more respect back for themselves, and go into a good off season mm-hmm. with a couple of good wins under their belt and a little bit of confidence back and a bit of team morale. And I think next year you'll see a totally different Broncos team. Absolutely. So, mate, I, I honestly think it's it's got to be a money situation for him because I can see them building better than the can of Titans right now. It was a bit.
2: It was an interesting round, though, wasn't it, Carlo? What else you got for us, man? Yeah, definitely the coaches' corner. I think the, the merry-go-round for the coaches, and again, Chris just uh, um, just touched on it. You know, players leaving mid-season, but coach, a, lot, a lot of coaches have left as well. We thought Mary McGregor would be first cab off the rank, but that wasn't the case. We've got the Cowboys. Uh, Paul Green's gone. Stephen Kearney's gone. Dean Pay's gone and and the the bronco sorry the the bulldogs all their players putting their hands up because they had an amazing win with an 18-12 win over the knights last week so mm-hmm. you know um they turned it up but the, probably the wrong time but again everyone's fighting for uh, fighting for their position uh, it looks like the bulldogs uh, i've i've got Trent Barrett that's all locked in locked away uh, the warriors there's been a lot of talk about the walker brothers having an interview um one thing that i am a bit disappointed in if you're going to give the walker brothers an opportunity to to, to interview. Why would you not give Jeff Toovey uh, an opportunity to to interview? He Mm. was told uh, thanks, but no thanks, which I thought was very disrespectful for someone who took a a team to a grand final. He's took Manly to a grand final, so why wouldn't he get an interview? But again, the Cowboys, Kevin Walz has put his hat in there. There's a lot of coaches who are putting their resumes in and around these clubs, Uh, And, and, yeah, it it, it just begs to differ.
1: I bet they're laughing, aren't they? They go, do you know what I'll do? I'll just sign a five-year deal there. I'll probably only do six months, get sacked and get a decent payout. Boom. Respect. There you go. That's what's happening.
0: Yeah. (laughs) We will sign up. I mean, for sure.
1: I tell you what, hey, listen, what you could do, you could, if people don't know about this already, it's been all over the news today, you could do Barry Hall a favour and you could hop in the ring with Sonny Bill Williams because those two Mm. are going to fight at the end of the year.
0: Okay. Hey, look, it's it's that's hard. It's going to be hard for me because I'm actually busy that weekend. I've, um, I've booked in the dinner at um, the thing down the road. It's, it's so hard to get into because <laughs> the coronavirus is maximum of twenty people in the restaurant. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I would have loved to have done that. I would have done it for free. I, that's how much I would have loved that.
1: You'd have fought on both. But what it's, do you think about that? That's that really crazy.
0: Helped. Yeah, it's just been announced, isn't it? Sunny Bill Williams versus Barry Hall after the NRL season 2020. Barry Barry has had one fight.
1: One fight, he fought Paul Gallon. People... Literally written him off. They wrote him off. They said, You can't fight. Maybe on a field where nobody's punching your back or you're not stood to in a ring. He proved everybody wrong that. He, went, he ran Gallum pretty close. Um, Sonny Bill Williams undefeated in seven fights, but and, uh, a bit more of, of a resume than, than Barry Hall has. But mm. Barry Hall has come out and said, I think I've got the capability and the power and the tactical knowledge to knock him out. So he's, <sighs> going, to, he's going in there and knock him out. And oh, it's just big
0: boys. Two mm. big boys, anything can happen in there. Like, But I just don't think he does have the technicality or the skill or the experience. You know, he's he used to box a few people on the um, on AFL the the field and yeah. go pretty good. And like, that five versus Paul Gallon, to be honest, I didn't think it was much chop. Um, but Sonny Bill's actually fought a couple of good fights. He looks good. He's, still in, his, he's still in his prime. He's thir- What, he's 35 now, Carl, you were saying before?
1: 34. Yeah, th-
0: 35, yeah. 34, 35. So he's still quite young. Barry old, would be early 40s now, wouldn't he? Mid
1: forties? Uh, no, I think that maybe, maybe pushing forty, if not, not maybe. Yeah, not no, either. he's over forty. He dead cool. set
0: looks fifty-five. <laughs> I know I can't talk. And Barry, if you listen, and mate, apologies, he's a good mate. Of my. He's a good mate. I mean, he's not a good mate. I met him a couple of times. He's up here on the Gold Coast now. Ran into him the other day. Saying g'day, hey Barry, who the fuck
2: are you, mate? So <laughs> that's sort of hey, right. Um, We've got i tell you, I tell you what though, I, I would watch it though, it's, it's a spectacle, people will watch mm. it entertainment wise and the uh, cross-code the cross, the cross code hoppers would, uh, will, will all be out and, and they'll support it and, and so they should, I think it'll be a spectacle and uh, yeah, be, best of luck, but I think I, I agree with you Smith, I think Sonny Bill will have too much room, too much experience. Um, Alright,
1: there you go, there's but, your prediction, Sonny Bill, Sash, who are you going with? No, Sonny Bill. Alright, yeah. clean sweep, Sonny Bill, I'm going to go, Bill there it is, put your money
0: on it. But Let's get a multi. Let's put together a multi
2: in this show. <laughs> all right. Well, all
1: right, here's Sonny Bill. Sunny, right. We've got Sonny Bill now. Now, the next one. Do you know up, oh. we've had all this conversation mm. about Mike Tyson? Who's he going to fight? Anyway, it's been revealed Roy Jones Jr. Mike <laughs> Tyson fights Roy Jones Jr. What a disappointment. Now, what you've got to remember about this is Mike Tyson was last active fighting in, in 2003. Five, was it? 2005 yeah. And um, 2018 was it for Roy Jones Jr Yep 2018 for Roy Jones Jr That is um, a lot of time out of the ring for Mike Tyson Roy Jones Jr did make it to light heavyweight And he dominated there And they said he could never do it And he did And he came and done it Now if you've listened to any of the interviews That they're doing with each other now Or against each other They're nothing but compliments for one another And you know Roy Jones Jr has said He's a dangerous man at any stage of the fight if he catches you right, he knocks you out. It's as simple as that. He's an aggressive, aggressive fighter. And Roy Jones Jr. said, so I need to take my opportunities to try and knock him out, and that's exactly what I'm going to do. But what yeah. we've also heard, there's a clause in the contract which said they're not going to knock each other out. It's an exhibition match for eight rounds. So they're it just leads me with like, is, is, this, is this just a lot of bullshit talk from these two? What is it? I don't
0: know. What are they going to go in mean, there, start patting each other's shoulders? bum taps. Mate, because the way Mike Tyson's hitting that bag, someone's getting knocked the fuck out. <laughs>
2: Seriously, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I think early early rounds, Mike Tyson's got it if he if he if he performs the way he should. But if it goes deeper from four rounds into eight, uh, I think I think uh, Roy Jones Junior.'s you know definitely got got the speed. But I'm pretty sure Roy Jones Junior. actually fought one fight at heavyweight.
1: Yeah, just is. to prove yeah.
2: a point. Yeah. So, you know, he, he's been in there with Big and he's quick, Ryan Jones Jr. But will he have the speed uh, that he, he was renowned for? I, I, I don't know. And I think he'll be. Listen, you're in a boxing ring, you're going to get caught. Have you scorer. seen his
1: pad work recently? Oh, he's quick. He yeah. is quick. Have a, have a look up on YouTube. Have a look on his Instagram account. He's got his pad work up there, mate. He's looking sharp. Sharp. I'm a with like, power.
0: Who you got then, boys? Who we got? The multi? Well, the multi?
1: I mean, who? Who in the right mind is ever going to go against Mike Tyson? I'm not. I'm not going against him. I've got Tyson to win it.
2: I'm with you. I, I'm going to go Roy Jones Jr. I just think he's quick enough to move out the way. Yeah, I know he's going to throw big bombs, but I think he's going to get tired. Have you seen Tyson in his late, in his last kind of fights? He got tired real quick. So, oh, I mean, um, you can't
1: really compare him the well, state that he All was right. from then I just to now. Well, we'll I, think I think he's. I think he's. I think he's 20 years on than he yeah, was oh when yeah. he finished his career. A, f-
0: but Carlo, your opinion doesn't matter because it's two one. So yeah,
1: true. For the multi, and Renee would have said Mike, Tyson as well.
0: Mike Tyson over Roy Jones. I reckon he might be an
2: outsider. Yeah, Mike Tyson. What do you reckon?
1: Mm, nah, I nah, don't I mean, I, it.
2: I reckon all the money's on Mike Tyson, but I. I just think Roy Jones Jr. is too smart. A bit like uh, Mayweather, smart on his feet, good defense. Yeah. I think you can get away with it, but uh, we'll see. Only time will tell. Will you watch it? The answer is yes.
0: I don't know. You can watch it live on the Sport Project Podcast MySpace page. You definitely can't do that. Um, righto, while we're talking about Australian boxing legends, we go to the UFC 174, Rob Whittaker versus Darren Till. Quite the exhibition on the weekend. A good fight. Rob Whitaker took it out um, on a points
1: decision. What did you think of it, boys? Look, I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the fight. I sat down and it was one of the few UFC fights that got me from start to finish. I normally zone in and out when they start grappling and, and rolling around and touching each other up. But this one had me. And both of the fighters afterwards have said, man, that was an absolute head fuck. They said it was one of the most technical chess games in an octagon that I've ever ever been involved in. And they said, my head's about to explode, not from power punches, not from anything else, but from the amount of thinking that I had to do in there. Mm. And um, Darren Till came out and he complimented Whittaker timeless countless times saying um, that he's just got the full lot and, and he said he's got everything everything in his arsenal and he changes it up regularly so you've constantly got to think you can't switch off with him and Darren Till's had the reputation coming into this middleweight at all he's got is a left hand and he made a very good point in his after fight interview he said if all I've got is this fucking left hand and you boys have got everything then you're in trouble because I still keep knocking you out with this one left hand and you know it's there and you know it's all I've got but I still keep knocking you out with it so he makes a very good point he's a lot more than a left hand that's for sure
0: he, he did look good like I actually this is one of the few fights that I actually watched to start to finish and they were very standoffish there was periods of time where it nearly went for a minute where they were coming in they were coming out they were feeling each other out but Darren Till looked really good, you know, Liverpool boy. You And Rob Whitaker, mate, he just uh, he looked at He's not his internet bill, though. He's living his roof life. Look at him.
2: But I seen the um, the kind of the post match interview, and uh, Whitaker was. Um, they kept on asking him about the stomp, Chris. I didn't. I didn't mm, see the fight. Yeah. I was out, but the stomp. Do you I know, just paint a picture of what they meant by you kept on stomping on?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a knee stomp. So um, basically, it's when you, when you get a, an opportunity to kick or stomp the inside of your opponent's knee. It's yeah. not illegal. It, it's perfectly legal. It's extremely painful by all accounts, but it's, it's by no means uh, illegal. And Darren Till came out and said afterwards, he said, look, I get my opponents with this all the time this is the first time I've been on the receiving end and he now thinks that it should be illegal you know because he's been on the receiving end and <laughs> he course. felt it and he said he busted <coughs> my knee out but you know what he wore his hat on his sleeve and he came out there and he said I'm not using that as an excuse he said I yeah. honestly thought we was 2-2 going into the final round he said my knee it, it affected me bouncing around it affected my movements I had to stand and trade a lot more than I would have liked to with the, with the likes of Rob Whitaker he said but you know it, it is what it is and He's already talking. He'd love to fight him again. He'd love to fight the. Um, he'd love to fight Whittaker again, potentially in New Zealand. Uh, Israel Adesanya, who's the other middleweight champion, he he hey, came out tasty. and said, "Great fight. Really enjoyed it." Um, There's conversations about him fighting Till or him fighting Whitaker again. Um, but you know, it's it was it was a great great fight to watch. Uh, not a lot of respect shown from one another. There wasn't some of the big punches that you normally associate with the two of them. They have been a lot more cautious than they normally would. So, yeah, and that just gave an indication of how much respect they had for each other. But yeah, really, really good fight. I'd love do to see you it do really you,
2: much. Do you, do you remember when uh, Adesanya fought Whitaker? I actually thought, I actually didn't, I just thought Whitaker wasn't the same fighter for some reason. Mm. It, it was some mental health or something was not right with him. He just he, he didn't seem he was all focused on the fight. I, I, mm. I, I, I do believe though that if, if there was a second fight there, I think it'd be more competitive than, than it was uh, on the, the the first fight. Um, yeah. now, Till, it, who if he fell off, does he think he gets the fight out at Asanya, Till, or do you think it's going to be Whitaker? I think Whitaker. Seems to be the the more suited uh, opponent for for Adesanya at this at this point.
1: Is the more established fighter at middleweight? He definitely is. Darren Till that was only his second fight at middleweight, and he's already at the top of the game. He's already fighting the, lo- the likes of Rob Whitaker, so it won't be long before he's in contention to fight the likes of Adesanya. I, I do think Whitaker deserves a go again, but with. When you go into it with an opponent like Adesanya, who's completely unpredictable and can throw kicks and punches from everywhere, you sometimes have to be that cautious. It's overcautious and you overthink everything. Um, and maybe Whitaker had a height disadvantage. His reach is a lot longer than his height gives him, you know, an indication of, but he came in there. He was a shorter man, but he did throw a lot more, a lot more punches, but in, in that respect, because he's a shorter man, he has to launch into a lot, and that's where Adasanya catches a lot of his opponents. Yeah, yeah. They try he's and a good counter. Them. He's, he's a, an a good counter puncher. and yeah, he's got the movement. If you think of the likes of Prince Nazim, Prince Nazim Hamid, he used to throw punches from absolutely everywhere with power in them, yeah, and you don't know how great. on earth he generated that much power. Adesanya is a similar kind of thing. But then you're throwing there his knees, his legs and his elbows. So God only knows what, um, what, what could happen there. But in, in speaking that, have you seen Prince Nazim's son? Is he not around on the boxing circuits?
2: No, no, no. Is, that, is, yeah. is he making a comeback? Well, not no, making a comeback. No, is Nazim... he coming through
1: the ranks? Coming through the ranks, he's um, a a similar stature he looks. He looks actually taller than Prince Nazim was, and he looks a a a little more rangy and and, and a fair bit more power. From what I've seen, he's not as agile as his dad was, but not many people are. Uh, Yeah, but he's making his way through the ranks, so there's another one to kind of mark down. We've got Nigel Ben's son that came through, Chris Eubank Jr., now Prince Nazim's son. You know, it's, um, it's definitely one to keep an eye on.
2: Yeah, well, if he's any, even a, a fraction of his dad, and again, we could be having these fights. You got Tim Zou, Tim Zoo there, and then you've got Prince Nazim's son coming through. It could be a yeah. battle of the uh, battle of the sons, I think.
1: Some Tim Twenty seventh of August, isn't it? Tim yeah, twenty sixth or twenty seventh
2: against 26th. Jeff Horn. I, again, I, I actually think that's I'm really interested in watching that fight. I think Jeff Horn's a battler, and I think Tim Tim Zo is a is a very classy technical yeah. boxer, but I don't think he's ever been in that. At that point, where where you know Jeff uh, Jeff Horn um, yeah. is currently, so uh, listen, I think it'll be interesting for uh, for Tim Zoo, but I, I, I something's just in the back of my mind saying Jeff Horn's just got enough experience for him. But hey, listen, we'll we'll find out on the twenty sixth of August. Now, Definitely. have you? Um, what's been going on in the world of golf? Chris, anything? There's a
1: fair bit going on in the world, golf, mate. We've uh, just had the, the, the 3M Championships in the US. And uh, oh, here he is. Sasha's had one of difficulties.
0: i obviously drop out, and you two brush me like a pubic hair on a toilet seat, and you just keep going.
2: Yeah, we did. Yeah. It's, it's the first UFC fight
0: I've watched right at sure. the end. The show sure must some go on. Really good feedback, and you have dead set, brush me. All right, yeah. give us your take on it. Go on then. Right out, right out. So I thought. Darren Till, Liverpool boy, mind you, you could tell he was from the rough traps. I really enjoyed watching him fight. But Rob Whitaker, very tactical in and out. There was long periods of time there where you know both fighters weren't throwing a punch for me. It was like forty-five seconds to a minute sometimes, just feeling each other out, um, trying to get the right tactics. But um, mate, Rob Whitaker in the end, he um, he fought well. And you said the big gash. You talk about the big gash on his head towards the end.
1: No, we didn't speak about that. No, we we may have a a few. listeners with you know sensitive stomachs so we left that
0: yeah 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 well i don't really care about that um because <laughs> it was pissing out and it wasn't it and then old till by the end of it, it looked like he just jumped in a bloody bath full of wine or something it was just ridiculous but um yeah. a really good fight and congrats to the aussie get around him right oh
1: sorry chris Off you go. that's all right back on a golf yeah the 3m championships now played over in the u.s and it was a, it was an incredible four days of golf, fatula. It was, and you know, it, it was another same old sub story for the poor Tony Fino. Now, I, I, I looked at Tony Finau. He, he's been in and around, you know, in, in recent tournaments. He's been leading. He's been close to the leader. Last day, he's had a real off day, and he's had a couple of chokes. And I thought, well, there's got to be more to this than meets the eye. So I had a quick look at his stats. And since 2016, is finished in the top 10 29 times without winning a single tournament. Now, I thought there has to be a comparison there. So I used to have a nickname for Carlo, right? So <laughs> Carlo's nickname, one, one of many, was The Lawyer. So when we used to be out, you know, when we were young, free, and single. I know where you're going with a, this one, Chris, and I don't there'd, like there'd, it. There'd, there'd be a group of hot chicks, all right? And Carlo would go over there, being Carlo. He'd walk in, make the introduction, break the ice. He would draw up the full contract in buying them drinks and talking to them for hours. I'd walk in, sign the contract, and take them home. And, and it's as simple as that. Like, Tony Finau's kind of like that. He draws the contracts, and somebody else signs them. This is, this is how it's been. So he is the lawyer, just like Carlo was. Carlo still is.
2: Listen, and, uh, I know you're lying, because I'd never, ever buy a chicken drink, Ever ever (laughs) that's for all you listeners out there there you go that's your first mistake Chris if you go out with Carlo
0: make sure you've got a heap of cheddar on you because the bloke (laughs) is dead set like Houdini no
2: no no I always go early come on mate you gotta gotta play the game always go early get a few rounds in and then never return again That's anyway, so back to the golfing
1: and uh, not Carlo's tight, stingy love life. Now, but but the, um, the the signer of this particular contract was Michael Thompson. Now, a, a beautiful story about Michael Thompson, a 35-year-old. Him and his wife have just had their second child. And he hasn't won a tournament since he won the Honda Classic back in 2013. So this was well, well overdue. it's, it's banged his FedEx ratings. He was 151, and now he's up to 39th. And he shot a final round of 66. Seven, which finished him on 19 under. Absolutely brilliant It was there from start to finish It was leading, leading, leading Pretty much all the way And he never ever looked like losing And, uh, and, and, it, and it was wonderful for him He called his wife up straight away And they Aww. both just burst out in it, 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 it was, it was tears it, it was a really beautiful sentiment So Michael Thompson, congratulations mate You absolutely deserve that And uh, on, I, I'm glad you won it Tony Finau, a.k.a. Carlo Napolitano Better luck next time, mate. Uh, we've also, <coughs> over to the UK, they've had the British Masters at the same weekend. It's great to see golf back on in the UK. Now, this one was held in a, in a it's a Lee Westwood colt course. And I thought, what is a colt course? And I had no idea what a colt course was. Lee Westwood has designed these two 18-hole golf courses Minutes outside of Newcastle, Carlo. i why, why in mate? So I'm thinking, what is a cult course? So I'm Googling cult courses all day because I'd never heard of them. Anyway, it turns out he's a bit of a, like a gambling fanatic by the sound of it because there's two 18 hole courses. One of them is the cult course. The other one is the fillies course, which is colts and fillies, horses, male, female. And then he got a, oh. a, he's got a, a nine hole um, yearlings course, which is. Oh, wow. Young horses, yeah. So he's, he's designed designed all he's designed all of these and he's named them Colts and Phillies. And uh, Renato Paratore, no, young Italian fellow, no, took that out Spanish. at eighteen under Spanish, isn't he? No, Italian. It's Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Carlo's
0: sitting here serious as a heart attack. I know it's a podcast, but you should see his head right now when I told that clearly Italian name was Spanish. No. You're an idiot. An
2: idiot. So you're an Sorry, idiot. back to the Spanish guy.
1: No, no, no. Car- that's it, that's that's
2: that's everything oh, that for golf. golf? About <laughs> racing, what's happening in racing? What's going on? Well,
1: let's talk to me about racing now. Hang
0: on, everyone. Chris's bet come in last week.
1: Get around all seriously. Star. Angel star. Smoothie's your thing. Anyone else back in at 4.20? Yep, yep, yep. Nicely yep, Carlo tight. put $2 on it and won $3.50. Listen, it's so what I'm going to do, roll. I'm going I'm to kick off because there was a little bit of upset from the listeners because when I gave the tip, when we record this on a Tuesday night, by the time this went out Wednesday afternoon, the horse had already run and already won. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I do apologize about that, listeners. So race before, nine, Chris,
2: race nine.
1: Before I go into the detail of what's been happening in the racing world, I'm going to give you Smithy's sure shot, Smithy's sure thing, whatever it's called, right sure now, shot. Sure now thing. this is... S- write this down. Saturday, right. Eagle Farm, Race 7, Astro Boy Toy. Write that down. Smithy sure Thing, Eagle Farm, Race 7, Astro Boy Toy. Easy. And, um, on, on the now, nose, with, Smithy, or H-Y? On the nose, mate. We don't bet what, H-Y. What odds what's,
2: what's is that?
1: The, the odds aren't up yet, mate.
2: Might, might call There's no again. odds
1: Yeah the odds, the odds won't go up Till about Thursday I think If it's on my nose it will be some long odds <laughs> <laughs> If it's on Carlos It won't be much shorter <laughs> You know
2: uh... yourself Conk face
1: <laughs> By the way yeah. listeners He did not say
0: See you next Tuesday then con- What con- did you con- say con- 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 yeah. Conk
2: Conk
1: Yeah it's, it's like for nose. But conk
2: Yeah conkers you uh, Survead yeah, yourself uh, Conk face Where are you two from Nose
1: city <laughs> <laughs> it's like herding sheep. Please come back, Renee, because these two just go off on tangents. Right, boys, racing. What we have had is the broodmare sales quite recently. Um, and if anybody's familiar with racing, this is the, the female horses that come to the end of their career and now they're taken as broodmares, breeding mares, technically. <laughs> now, sometimes the owners want to keep them. You would keep winks. You would keep like caviar. You would keep them and breed them yourself. But other people want to make a little bit of money. If you remember the three-time group when we're not, Um, Sunlight, you remember the horse? She retired retired earlier this year and it came off the back of a pretty poor display in the G1 Goodwood. Um, So owners decided to sell her. Now, if you think about the listing previously, the most expensive broodmare was 3.4 million in 2016. That was Liston. Sunlight brought 4.2 million in the middle of a pandemic when people are being sensible with the money. 800,000 over the current Championships and that is 4.2 million. Unforgotten brought 2.75 million. Champagne Cuddles again retired earlier this year. Went for two million. And of one you- of my favorites, Invincibella. <laughs> Invincibella, 1.3 million. She um she went off. But listen, that's the good news story for the race. And there's always there's, for the good news story, there's always a the bad news. And this is it. Poor Andrew Atkins. He was in race one at Rose Hill on Saturday. But he was on a, a horse called Hottenhas. Now, picture this. Cotton Hayes is tracking in the middle of the track. You got Huey Bowman on Smart Image, the favourite. He's on the fence. The leader is out in front of Smart Image. I'm painting the picture for you right now. There's a bit of a gap in front, just, just to the left of the leader, right? That Huey Bowman thinks he can go for. And as he's already committed to moving out and going for that, the leader has moved out again. So Huey Bowman's then have to go a bit further on. And in doing that. Smart image has contacted Hitton Hazy. Hitton Hazy's gone face over.
2: Oh, no. Andrew
1: Atkins has come off. It's a, it was an absolutely horrible, horrible fall. And in uh, in Huey Bowman's conversation with the judges and the officials, he said, look, I, there, there, was a, there was a run there when I went for it and it moved out and he said, but I'd already committed to going for the run. Like to the untrained eye or to, to, to some ponters, you would think, you see this happening all the time and you constantly see... Riders move out and bump other horses. And, and you see it a lot, but this one had um, a, a lot more verification coming out of it. Now, Andrew Atkins took a really bad fall. Hot and hazy, sadly, was euthanized. The horse didn't make it through. Oh, shit. Um, but Andrew Atkins is recovering in hospital now. Huey Bowman is looking at a pretty lengthy ban for this for this for this incident. Is he really? He's looking for a lengthy ban, yeah. There's... there's Racing forums all over the show that people are just calling for his head. They're, they're really upset with, with what's happened. Um, and I've <laughs> spoken to, spoke, spoke to a few jockeys and they said, look, he didn't really have the right to go for that run. He said it was, it was a bit too much of a dangerous maneuver. Um, so, so sadly, uh, Andrew Atkins isn't in a position, he's not in a stable state, so he can give evidence to the judges just yet. Is that a plate entered in his fractured clavicle? Is that a rod? Put on his fractured tibia oh. he's fractured his ribs he's still got a test tube in Um and he's um, but you know it was it was thumbs up to everyone so uh, it's, it's a pretty 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 bad situation for Andrew oh. Atkins who hasn't had the best of luck with injuries over the years <coughs> so I wish him a speedy recovery and Huey Bowman I hope you're alright mate because yeah you we know, mental, the uh, mental health
2: check as well for that for Huey yeah. who, who we know quite well Chris you know we've mm. known him for a number of years and mm. He's a cracking bloke, and yeah, for everyone involved, it's a it's a bit of a bit of a tough one. and we wish yeah. everyone a bit of. Uh, well being, you don't have to. Every, you don't have to be on everyone's back all the time. No. and I think that's quite wrong. Uh, but yeah, you know, we wish him all the best.
1: Sadly, yeah, it's ban parcel of it. It's it's, yeah. it's ban yeah. parcel of horse, horse racing.
0: And Hughie you Bowman, know? like he's got a proven track record. Like he's a good jockey, you know. So you know, it wasn't intentional. I wouldn't assume it was intentional. Obviously, so. Mm. Um. been a recovery to everyone out there. Anything else yeah. in mm. the racing there, Chris?
1: No, that's, that's kind of it. We've got a fair bit of winter, winter racing over in w, Western Australia. The, um, there's a fair bit going on in the UK, but a, a lot too much to cover. But that was, that was really the highlights so or the headlines of, of what's just happened over the weekend. So, yeah. Beautiful. Eagle well, everyone, Farm Race 7. Everyone out there,
0: that's it. Eagle Farm Saturday Race 7, Astro Boy Toy. If you, um, if you haven't already, guys, you need to follow us home. I mean, follow us on the Sport Project Podcast. On Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and MySpace, get around <laughs> it. NBA now, guys. Space. Over to America now. US or the Bolnay? US NBA kicks off this Friday. Uh, I think it's Australian Eastern Standard Time, eight thirty AM. Um, the New Orleans Pelicans play the U- uh, Utah Jazz, but again, it's been clouded with a bit of controversy. Obviously, coronavirus is rampant over there. All the boys have been locked out in Atlanta and Disney World before it all kicks off. But one individual from the Clippers decided to pay a late-night visit to the strip joint. and I was, was going to say burger joint. Burger joint? No, no, no. No, he didn't even go out and get some fries. He went out to get some yeah. nude women shots. Um, yeah, because it's a podcast, I had heaps of different things to say right then, but I'd just refrain and try to keep it as clean as I possibly could. So I sound like a massive weirdo oh, by just, saying kids listen of to nude women's shots. But um, Lou Williams of the Clippers, yeah, he's been caught in at Atlanta Strip Club three days before he's about to play.
1: This is absolutely bizarre. I mean, he, he may have been there innocently. He may have been there supporting a friend who's going through a tough time. You, you never quite know. He may yeah. be there on a stag do. He may not have touched okay. a single drop of alcohol. He may be looking the other way, a god fearing Christian. You have, have absolutely no idea. You just assumed the worst out of these people. What I am kind of amazed at is that they're still even open. What, how do you get social distancing <laughs> in a strip club? Essential workers, mate. Essential workers. <laughs> They, they have service
0: Atlanta has 500,000 cases of coronavirus every hour But yet, yet everywhere's in lockdown We're going to fucking open the rippers for the boys at the NBA Get around you it to, You
1: don't have to look too far to see the origination of it, do you? Uh, wh- wh- where did all this outbreak start? Well, probably just down the road where a uh, big fella is You know what I mean? That's, uh, <laughs> it's, that's, it's bloody that's bonkers incredible out.
0: But my, my pick for the NBA this this uh, this week, boys, is the Lakers Clippers game. So that's actually on Friday as well, eleven AM. So um there's gonna be some yeah US sports kicking back off, which is good and um, yeah the NFL will kick off later in the year as well. So it's um yeah, it's all happening overseas. What do you reckon, Carlos?
2: No, I think yeah. the Lakers are always gonna be the team to be on, you know. Um, I think um, who else who else is it who else is it probably got a good shot? Is it are the Cavs
0: still going okay? Um the Cavaliers. Yeah. yeah, they're going okay, but you, look, you know, Golden State Warriors have got an all-star team, oh, yeah, they're always the, Warriors, that's always the team to beat, so um, yeah, it's exciting watching those guys, and um, what's his fucking name, Steph Curry, just shooting through yeah, his left, okay. right
2: and centre. Well, following on from the last dance, I was really hyped up to watch the NBA, and then it kind of died a little bit of a death, so... I might have to watch the, the last dance again just to get me uh, basketball juices flowing. Don't please never say
0: correct. basketball that's and juices in the same sentence ever again. It's not the correct
1: terminology. No, it's really yeah. it oh, not. The, the basketball right.
0: juice is flowing. Look, guys, Renee's not here tonight. Actually, we miss her, hey? Like, I know it's always good to have the lads here, but just, Renee, we do miss you. Come back. And, Renee, don't forget to follow, like, uh, and subscribe to the Sport Project podcast. Get around us. Listen to us. See you next Tuesday. Everyone loves that, eh? Hey? See you mm. next Tuesday, PS. It's oh, bloody it's really excellent. Fun. Now, Carlos, we haven't had any short, boring stories from you tonight, so no. can we please have an update on the English
2: Premier League? Yes, you can. Well, what a last, a last game of the season. So, if you if you know, all the all the last games of the season actually get played at the same time. So there's no match fixing or you know doing anyone a favour, and they all get played at the same time. The the biggest battle was Manchester United um, versus Leicester. Winner-takes-all, whoever won, was going to be in the top four, which means Champions League. So that's a massive cash injection for your club. £40-50 uh, so about $100 million. Um, and, a and, yeah, United won. Wasn't a pretty game. Uh, I don't know if you watched it, Chris, but 2-0 to Manchester United. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're, we're in the Champions League next year. Whoop-whoop. Can I get a whoop-whoop? So that concludes know. that concludes this, this year's uh, season. However, the Europa League and the Champions League are yet to be played um, and they're going to be played in like a World Cup format based uh, around all the last victories are going to be played in the month. So that's quite exciting. In in the Champions League, we've got Manchester City and Chelsea still in the the running. looks like Chelsea, though, uh, have got a turnaround, of like a 5-0 deficit against Bayern Munich. So I don't think they're going too far. Um, And in the Europa League, Manchester United Wolves and the Glasgow Rangers uh, are still in there. So it'll be interesting to see how they go. I think Manchester United with their form is going to be probably one of the favourites to win that competition. And then you got Arsenal and Chelsea in the FA Cup final. So still lots to play for. Um, unfortunately, teams did get relegated. Bournemouth, Watford and uh, Norwich got relegated. So, um,
1: uh, you know. And Leeds United got promoted that though. To- Leeds Sorry. United got promoted. Leeds. Yep, yeah, yep.
2: Yeah. After 16 years uh, in champion, uh, the championship they, they've gone, they've gone up. So that's going to be a great face rivalry with Manchester United, as we know.
1: It's, uh, it's quite legendary that. So Did you see United have just offered 98 million euros for Sancho?
0: Sancho, Bill, <laughs> Jordan <laughs> we'll
1: Sancho, Sancho Jordan yeah. Sancho, well,
0: yeah.
2: Uh, again, they've been, United have been probably the farm team coming back from COVID, so. Bruno Fernandes playing well. Pogba has uh, slid in nicely. It looks like he wants to stay now. Um, Jordan Sancho. I personally think you've got Greenwood, you've got uh, Rashford and you've got Martial. What a great top three that is uh, on its own. And then you get Sancho just adding adding a bit of flavour to it. I think it can be quite scary looking at next year. Mm. That's all up in the English
0: Premier League Hey, that was a riveting episode there, Carl I really appreciate that But look, guys We've covered a shitload in a short amount of time Just the lads have been out of NRL, boxing, MMA Smithy of the racing, the golf, the NBA We've done multis We've done hot tips of the week Everyone again Race on a Saturday, Eagle Farm, Race 7, Astro Boy Toy, get around him. NRL guys this week coming up with some pretty good matches. We've got West Tigers, Warriors, that won't be such a good match. We've got the Dragons <laughs> and Rabbitohs, the Broncos and Sharks, bottom of the table clash there, the Roosters and the Titans.
1: You've got to wait till Sunday till you find the game. The last game of the round has got to be the Storm and the Knights. Yeah, it is 100%. It's the
0: last game of the round. Is, 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 is yeah, it so it actually it might Just, a really
1: just have f- Thursday off or Friday off keep Saturday to yourself and the family time and just watch the game on Sunday and we'll just talk about is that what you
2: want to watch? Well, wait guys I was going to say Manly versus Panthers Manly have mm. coming back they're, they're playing well at the moment and uh, the Panthers I think that's a cracking game and that's uh, that's on the Saturday at 7.30 the last game of mm. Saturday Super Saturday I think I'll have a few beers watching that, that. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon it's going to be a good game though Carl you're
0: right Seagulls and the Panthers. Um, Seagulls have been in pretty good form, and the Panthers obviously just killing it. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a good game, and Storm and Knights will be a good one. Roosters and Titans won't be a good one, because it's going to be 50 points to nil. So, um, yeah, get around it, the NRL, guys. Oh, yeah, if you got a thumbs up, yeah, righto. Good <laughs> chat, we're out. <laughs> Looks like the boys have had enough. <laughs> Fucking round it up. Righto, guys, thanks very much for listening again. Sport Project Podcasts. We've got Sash, Carlo, Chris, and unfortunately, Renee's been missing tonight, but... We love you. Get back as soon as you can. We'll see you guys. Next see you next Tuesday.
1: Tuesday.